After Jesus died on the cross, what did he do between the time that he died and the time that he rose again? There's all kinds of different things that people believe. Cults come up with ideas and there's false teachings about it. So today on Hot Topics, did Jesus go to hell? This is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. We're glad you found us. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. If you're new here, consider subscribing and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new videos. So the Bible tells us that Jesus gave up his spirit on the cross. That he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And so then what did Jesus do between that time and the time that he rose again? We know his body was placed into a grave, but what did his spirit do? There are a few things that happened during that time. Let's consider some of them. Number one, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. When Jesus died on the cross because the work of the cross was finished, that separation, there was a veil that separated the holy from the holies of holies, and that curtain was torn, signifying that now we could go boldly before the throne of God, and that truly on the cross, when Jesus said, it is finished, the work that he did there was finished. The Bible also tells us that there was an earthquake, and rocks split, and even graves split open. I think the Caiaphas would have felt that earthquake, Pilate would have felt that earthquake, the chief priest would have felt it, the disciples would have felt it. At the time that Jesus Christ died, literally, Jerusalem shook, and everyone around knew that something significant was happening. When the satyrian, who was head of the detail that crucified Jesus, heard the earthquake and saw Jesus die, he was so moved that he said, truly, this is the Son of God who is a Gentile who's making a confession of faith about Christ. And this is a foreshadowing of the church because the church would become mostly Gentile in the future. Of course, it's a mixture between Jewish people and Gentiles, but it became mostly Gentiles. And this was a, a preview of what was going to take place. Now, the question that we have in front of us is, did Jesus go to hell? Because there's a couple of verses that make suggestions that Jesus proclaimed to those who were kept in chains. We'll look at those. But before we do that, I want to read to you the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed found its way into the church in the late 300s, and you're going to recognize it right away. Let me read it to you. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified and died and was buried. He descended into hell. Let's come back to that in a moment. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come and judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. This Apostles' Creed is something that all churches agree to, but there's that one line that is questioned. In fact, some churches, and this is a long time ago that they changed it, but some churches changed that line to he descended and not descended into hell. So why do they think that Jesus descended into hell? Well, listen to 2 Peter 2, verse 4. For if God did not spare angels who sinned, but cast them down into hell, 
and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. And compare that verse to 1 Peter 3, 19, which says, by whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. That term for prison there is Tartarus, and some have translated that hell. It says, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. Now, what these spirits did is a matter for another hot topic. In fact, we've got a hot topic on Genesis 6, 1 through 4, and that's talking about these angels or these spirits that didn't keep their proper abode. But when Jesus went to hell, he preached to those who were there, and he proclaimed a message of victory over them. Basically, it's believed that these spirits were trying to contaminate the human line so that the Messiah couldn't come and that Jesus proclaimed his victory to those who were trying to defeat or stop the coming of the Messiah. Now, there are cults that say that Jesus suffered for our sins, not on the cross, but before he went to the cross. And there are false teachers who say that Jesus didn't die for our sins on the cross, but that he went to hell and suffered for our sins. These false teachings come from the faith movement. They are the false teachings of the faith movement. There are a few of them. They teach that God wants us to be rich. The Bible says if anybody teaches godliness as a means of financial gain, withdraw yourself from them. And godliness with great contentment is gain. They teach us that God never wants us to be sick. And I believe that God heals. In fact, I know that God heals, but God doesn't heal everyone. And they twist and manipulate scriptures and take them out of context. They teach, well, a couple of things. They teach that man is elevated to the place of God, that we are small g gods, that we are gods and we can speak things into existence. And then they also teach, they lower Jesus by saying that he was a man who became God. So they raise up mankind and they lower down Jesus in their teachings. And one of the things that they teach is that Jesus went to hell to suffer for us. But you never find that in the scriptures. In fact, I would say it's a direct attack on the gospel of Jesus Christ because the Bible tells us in Ephesians that Jesus redeemed us and shed his blood for our sins on the cross. The life is in the blood and it was in the shedding of the blood that you and I were saved and the work that he did on the cross. It may seem like we're being nitpicky on things, but we're not. We need to be careful and make sure that we are not deceived. Jesus told us, take heed that you are not deceived. And the false teachings of the faith movement can be very dangerous. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a right and wrong way to divide the word of truth, and we want to make sure that we are rightly dividing it. Matthew 24, 11, Jesus said, and many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. And as we're entering into the end of the age, there are more and more false teachers and we have to be on guard even more and more. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5 says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers 
and they will turn their ears away from the truth and aside to fables. And that is exactly what's happening with these false teachings and many others. There's one more passage we should consider before we're done, and that's Ephesians 4, 8 through 10. It says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth. Who descended also is the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Now it's thought that this descended into the lower parts of the earth is descending into the grave and bringing back with him all of those that had died in Christ. You're talking about Abraham and Moses and David who were before his death upon the cross and they were saved by credit. Some believe that they were kept in some kind of compartment in the grave. They were being comforted on Abraham's bosom and you can read about that in Luke chapter 16. So some believe the reference to hell from the Apostles' Creed goes back to that. Did Jesus ascend to hell? Well, perhaps. Maybe he went and led a host of captives out of the grave. And he went to preach to angels that did not keep their proper dominion in the pit. But he never went to hell to suffer. And we want to make sure that we are teaching and believing the truth about what happened to our Savior and what he did for us. I hope this has been helpful. If you like it, click the like button. There's also some videos here that you can click on and watch. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.